Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. I've been getting some lovely emails from you. Thank you. A particular note of thanks to Ian, who's written to say on the topic of weird food that he once enjoyed a Kit Kat with ham. Ian, thanks for telling me that. But now never, 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 never eat that again. Have some self-respect. This week, I'm talking to a comedian who's funny, kind and totally out about being a right old swanky twat about food. Hal Branson. I made us a curry and Hal came down from Newcastle with a huge sack of incredible gifts for me. We end up getting pretty stuck into some intense home truths when it comes to mental health and eating. Hal shares a story about a camel that will haunt you for the rest of your life. And his answer to my final question is the gift that keeps on giving and giving and giving. Um, can, I, can, I, can I show you what I've brought? Oh my God, you? yes please. So this is Hal, and he's come all the way from Newcastle. So I have come from Newcastle, so just to qualify, um, that's uh, if you'd come to mine... Uh, there were various things I would have cooked to you. They've even brought photos of what I might have cooked <gasps> to you. How were you in my kitchen? What? Um, but, uh, and I feel a bit like, do you know the, the story of Winnie the Pooh, where on uh, Eeyore's birthday, where he gets him some honey, and then he, on his way to Eeyore's house, he eats the honey. <gasps> I feel there's an element of that. Oh, but anyway, yes. So what I've brought for you, um, I brought some of these, which Whoa. are just roasted chickpeas with a bit of Duca spice mix. Excuse oh, no, no, it's not. me? It's, it's Bazarat spice mix. <gasps> now, the reason I... Did you I... roast your own chickpeas? <laughs> yes. How? I mean, it's one of those things Bratton. that's pre- preposterously simple, um, but helps what? out those. Um, oh, my God. I've also bought these, because these are my latest. Oh, my God, uh, I love those. Do you love them? Okay, Hit peas. Hit peas, because they're vegan. Um, oh, wow. That's our pudding. We'll hit, peas are, hit peas are basically... 
They're vegan what's-its, aren't they? Yes, yeah, exactly. Sweet and smoking you've gone for. Yeah. Ooh! Um, and then I Oh my bought... God, this looks amazing. So these, these, are, these are presents from my mum. So that is a damson cheese. <gasps> Your mum is for me? Yeah. Oh my, please. She's a fan of the podcast. What? So There's the, a shout out. What's your mum's name again? Uh, Claire. Claire Lindsay. Claire. So the damsons were foraged in France and that's <gasps> great for like, you can cut it up and put it into muff- muffins. Ooh. It does go with cheese. Um, and then that is oh, a rowanberry uh, jam, which you can mix into sauces or in a vegetable bake or anything like that. Again, in porridge? You could have it in porridge. Yeah. That, that, I think wow. that's probably a little bit sweeter, but My... they're, they're both, I add them to like, if I'm making a, like a sauce with meat. Uh, like a gravy or something like that if you put them in it gives it a sheen and a sweetness really i don't think i'd ever heard of a mm. rowanberry yeah i don't know i had a, a, a until we have to go like. can i just say <clears throat> claire that is too <laughs> flipping kind I, I, i'm so excited my toddler and i have ja- a teaspoon of jam in our porridge every morning and it's just going to brighten well they might work that might be a bit tart but you can try that um, we I can't talk for too long because this is amazing food you cook. Well, it's really hot, so okay, talk brilliant. away. I brought some coffee. <laughs> Just That's like... um, from Whoa. our. Like, there's a local roastery in Newcastle, the Usburg, Usburg Coffee Company. International Women's Alliance Coffee. Oh, there you go. How? And then I panicked and bought a, 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 a vegan, a pistachio and orange vegan brownie just <gasps> in case. Oh my God! How? And then oh yeah, Fill we were chatting about eat this. clean, fresh from pistachio. <gasps> I feel like Christmas has occurred. <laughs> You've bought me a whole thing of oatmeal. I have, because we had this conversation, and after listening to the Carl Donnelly episode, Beth and I have recently stopped having as much dairy milk, because we heard this was a good replacement, yeah. and it's lovely. Froths up this in my coffee machine. This is the original Oatly Oat Drink Barista it's Edition. B- barista Edition. Barista Edition. Barista Edition. 100% call for vegans. <laughs> they, I'll get onto the I honestly, I feel a little bit sort of blown away by a... Well, this was to sort of compensate the fact I wasn't... of you and your family. I wasn't cooking for you. What? So this... You've, you mm. have compensated. This is insane. Right, mm. I'm having a roasted chickpea. Mmm. What's that spice mix? Right, so that is... Tastes mm. like Ras El Hanout. It's very similar. It is called Baharat. Mm. So it's black pepper, coriander seeds, cinnamon, cloves, cumin seeds, cardamom pods, three parts nutmeg and three parts paprika. You can really... That cin- I'd never think to put cinnamon and cardamom together, but that mm. is the tip. Right, no, they're a little That's bit dry. Because I roasted them on Saturday night. Oh, and they lose, also, do they lose their crunch a little bit as time goes bit, on? Yeah. They're so delicious. But So do you just tip, tip, tip these out them. of a pan, out yeah. of a tin, and into a... Rinse them on a baking tray, a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Roast them for about ten minutes or so. Is that all? Oh, look at that one. Let's get rid of oh, that one. Got, I want to <laughs> eat the dark one. Oh, well. so, you I'm, like that, the I'm of that freak that loves the kernels in the bottom of the popcorn. Um, I can't believe I've got all my teeth. And then oh, I was just burnt. I, it, I like it. Burnt. Oh, do you really? Yeah. I just, then I just put the spice mix in my <gasps> I like the burnty ones. There you go. These are it's amazing. Awesome. You could you could sprinkle them over a salad for a yeah, texture. Exactly, yeah. Mm, it's going to be hard not to eat them all up, so... Well, please feel free. I've brought them. Should we eat this? Yes. So, let's Tell me what I've made... We're at my house. I think that's probably obvious. I've made Amira Soda's curry. I, I really love it. She writes for The Guardian a lot. Um, and it's butternut squash, aubergine and red lentil sambar. And mm. it's said in the um, blurb that it's like, it's got lentils. Yeah, so it's quite filling so you don't need much rice. But I've done this rice anyway. Oh. <laughs> yes, please. Um, I've 
enjoyed a few of her articles at the Guardian, but I don't own any of her books. And I've got this really, I've got into this really grubby habit of uh, spotting cookbooks in people's houses that I want but don't have yet, and just taking a photograph of a few recipes. I got caught in New Zealand in a bookshop taking photos <laughs> <laughs> of recipe books. Yeah, pretending to browse and then just snapping photos of but recipes. But that's and... that's at least so fair enough because you don't want to carry great big books back exactly. like across the world. Whereas I am just. You know, not giving money to a chef that I could be by yeah. buying their book. Do you but have I just, cookbooks? I just want to try. A f- oh, you, oh yeah, they're. I've got a pile of cookbooks down there, and also that's full of them, and that's full of them. Do you use? Them? And I've got folders, right, full of recipes yeah. I've ripped out of I've things. Got this is amazing. Talk me through it. Are they mustard seeds? Yeah, they're oh. so. So you do like a. Oh, it is. Do you know it's better today? I made it yesterday, and I hoped it would be better today, and it is better today. Yeah. The green beans are overdone. <laughs> I said yes. I wasn't here yesterday, but I will take your word for well, it. Well, also, so I just said to you that like we get our flat inspected every three months by a letting agent because we're not great people. <laughs> Surprise! An estate agent's account. <laughs> no, I um, don't. <laughs> I think oh, they must just be looking for excuses, like racking up excuses to never give you your deposit back one yeah. day. But anyway, my partner and I have been scrubbing this house for the last three days because we know how they're, they're badass. Right. And um, and then I was walking my kid off to nursery and then she arrived as I got back. And as I opened the door, rather than the smell of all the lovely polishes and everything we've been using, just the smell of this spice <laughs> mix, just curry, just the stench of curry. Well, I thought I'd drowned it out with toilet bleach and everything else, but no. Well, aren't you supposed, when you sell a house, don't people say, oh, you bake fresh bread? I've accidentally made a curry. Trying to stop people ever buying if a there's house. A, if, there's, if it's not a curry fan that ever wants to buy this place, I don't own it, so... Yeah. No. This is amazing. <laughs> Do you like it? I love butternut squash. I made a butternut squash soup on Saturday night. We had some friends around mm. with some food, and Beth uh, said... That's your wife. Maybe she's my wife, yeah. I just hate saying my wife because it sounds like I'm showing off it. like I've got one. <laughs> well done, you patriarch. Well, she's, she's right to be shown off. But though. she's, she's lovely. But, and, but she always says, if people come around for food, she's like, honey, don't you show off? Just something easy. These people like you. You don't need to impress them. And I go, okay, it's your simple menu. And then I get a little bit carried away. <laughs> and end up doing a, my version of the sort of five-course tasting menu. Oh, yes! Um, my favourite bit of that whole thing you just said is that she says to you, they already like you. <laughs> you head. wonder whether that's like... I, I mean, I'm going to start some people that aren't comedians as part of this podcast any episode now. But anyway... I wonder whether it's a specific to a comedian thing that it's another way of going, please, may you like me. I've created this product. I desperately wish you to applaud. I was worried I was going to get heckled for the This soup's rubbish, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, did it go down well on Saturday? Uh, it did, yeah. It did, yeah. So, yeah, butternut squash soup, and then I, I put some, like, crispy chorizo on the top, oh, some fresh thyme. Hello. And that was good. Um, mm. And then... Do you um, chop your thyme when you... And once I you scrape it off the stalk... I, yeah, well, no, I picked the leaves, because I was by the... Mm. Again, the, <laughs> I buy... Uh, we're just getting Morrison's, but, like, the plants rather than the dry stuff, because the dry stuff has always been sent from, like, uh, like in some foreign lands, like Ethiopia, and then it's... <laughs> It's always awkward because like the Brit- they're British, but then you feel really Brexity going, well, I only buy British herbs. But given that provenance is now, you know, very yeah. trendy and that there is an argument, but 
Oh, I was no. thinking it, it was I mean, funny because in the carbon p- offset of where it's travelled from. Exactly. But in the past, you to think people would boast, you know, I have this flown in from. Da, 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 and I was, oh, yeah. Now people, that's such a good point. And now people are like, I picked those. this from my garden. Yeah. It's the coolest thing you could possibly say. The um, I, Occasionally, there was a time recently, I think I was cooking, and I wanted some green beans. And the only ones in Moxon's in Bico in Newcastle were from Kenya. So I was going to Beth. I had these beans flown in from Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only way I could get around the guilt that. <laughs> uh, by making a stupid joke. By ridiculing yourself. But it blows my mind that that's a more efficient way of getting green beans. It's bonkers. Is... And it can't be. It can't be because I've grown green beans successfully. Yeah. So it can't be hard to grow them. Yeah. Because exactly. I'm not a master grower. Uh, well, I say successfully, but there were at least 20 beans. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there I'm... were two meals. Um, I've, had, I've had grown two courgette plants, one of which was just nothing. The mm-hmm. harvest was nothing. And the other one went a little bit crazy mm-hmm. to the point you're going, what else can I cook with courgette? We've had courgette cake. We've had every yeah. variation of the courgette. And you um, can get sick of courgettes. Mm, Shit, you can get yeah. sick of courgettes. This is incredible. Salty rice. Oh, my God. Oh, I know. I can't stop sprinkling salt on my rice. I, to the point where normally, if you weren't such a pervert for salt like me, I would take it away <laughs> yeah, yeah. out of shame. Just, yeah. Out of shame. But I'm just sprinkling on. Uh, so, yeah, I did an episode with Dana Alexandra and she was quite rationally offended that I salted her food before I'd even tried it but <laughs> I was like oh I feel like I need to explain my heritage to you like I well, the Austrian side of my mm. family I just salt monsters and right. I just put salt on everything and mean? I have to train myself off off it to not rude people but if it's something I've cooked you can get fucked yeah. <laughs> I'm ruining it if I want yeah Thanks. my rules myself um, so, yeah. so, so this is um, there's a whole squash in it there's a whole aubergine in it and then I put the green beans in according to the recipe but the squash wasn't done, so the green beans have gone a bit sloppy and overdone. Right. But maybe that would have happened with a day's rest anyway, I mm. hope. Um, I'm not someone who cares that much if food I've made for someone is ruined, because no, it just happens so much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I do think if I don't take risks, you know, if you start really being sad when when something's fucked that you've made yeah. for someone, you're in trouble then because you might get scared off doing it. Yeah, and as true. a rule, I've found, I've had good enough taste in people Yeah. That what the the times where I've really fucked up dinner parties and stuff, people haven't minded. Yeah, the spices in here. There's very little heat, I think, but that might be my right. Very spicy mouth. But are you getting much heat off it? I'm getting a little. I'm getting a little, a, a little warm. There's like, nice. like there's a... mustard seeds, uh, fenugreek seeds, coriander seeds, and I feel like there was another seeds. Cumin, mm. and you toast them and then you grind them with oil. Yeah. So you make a paste rather yeah, than yeah, a yeah. dust. And then much later in the process, you add a tiny teaspoon of cayenne pepper. Right. So that's where the tiny bit of heat's coming from. I could go hotter, but that's not... I could but, go but, I, but this is delicious. But I it's making me happy. For slice. lunchtime, it's making exactly. me happy. And then kaffir lime leaf. No, it's floating around. Some curry, there's some curry leaves in there, I think, rather than yeah. kaffir lime. Right, right, right. Just, and they always, every recipe I've ever seen has said 12 to 15 dried curry leaves. Right. Can you imagine me this? Would you count those 12 to 15 to make sure? No, good. What, while I was eating it? No, to check that they were in there. That <laughs> oh, would right, be worth right, yeah. No, I mean, if you're following a recipe, do you follow it that closely? My boyfriend would. No, no, I don't. I don't. I've got to. Uh, I've got to mix it up, and it's yeah. the same thing. <laughs> Even to the extent, um, this is not quite the same thing. But um, again, Beth always finds it hilarious that even if there's nights where we're like we're just having a pizza, like an mm-hmm. oven pizza, 
I'm not satisfied with just putting the oven and taking out. I've always got to fart around with it yeah. and add stuff to it and, and all the rest of it. I feel for her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just in that way of like sometimes when you're borderline hangry. Yeah, yeah. And there's faff happening. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, oh, we, we already got one when you loved. <laughs> exactly. Just stop. It doesn't need an extra portobello mushroom. Exactly. To be fair, gilded. <laughs> oven pizzas do always need. Pre-veganishness. They need a bit more cheese. Oh, they need. Yeah, all, exactly, I've never met exactly. one that didn't need a bit exactly. more cheese. But she does again reluctantly agree that I do generally. That, you know, it is improved with some fresh basil torn on the top and oh, a bit yes. of olive oil and now this, that, and the other. That's true. Or a bit of chili oil for the crust. Exactly. Always. Um, this is great. I could have asked you another question then, but instead I ate some more. <laughs> So you're obviously like a proper food person, but are you someone who, that's if you're cooking for people and going to town, I, does that mean that you're generally someone who thinks about food all the time, or do you think about it in like a luxury way, as in like always making it posh, not posh, snazzy? I, I'd say I'm all, yeah, always want to make it snazzy. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I always want to stamp my authority, no, that's the wrong, wrong phrase. Yeah, I, Identity. I, yeah, also my identity on, onto it. That's yeah. so wanky to put basil on a pizza. <laughs> no, but, but yeah, I, but yes, there, I think yeah, that is the case that I'll always want to meddle with it. Hal, I look at my basil plant every day. <laughs> we can see it now, and every day think, can't remember the last time I remembered I had it. Really, at the prime right. moment, right? And when I do, it's just an inappropriate meal. You don't want yeah, basil yeah, yeah. on don't, a curry. Don't put it on a curry. Like now, it would be wrong. It's yeah, all yeah, wrong yeah, on yeah. any of this. But, but every put... single time there's something Italian, yeah, when it should have been involved. I've forgotten it lived. I do like fresh herbs. I've mm. usually got a windowsill of them. And we'll nice. try and put them in. Dill dill is my, I think, favourite herb. Oh my word, I thought you were going to say, hey, your nemesis. I absolutely love dill. And Beth, when we when we started going out, uh, said she didn't like dill <gasps> and claims that I gaslighted her because I kept putting dill in stuff uh, to the point she loves it now. So uh, Wow. I, mean, I feel terrible, but, you know, she you loves dill. <laughs> I spiked you spiked her. You spiked her with dill. Yeah. Kept into loving you. Stuff, yeah. But now, yeah, dill. Uh, I remember we went to Copenhagen a few years ago, and there they just do like boiled potatoes, yeah, shit loads of butter and shit loads of dill, salt and pepper, and that we eat that all the time. Ah. Oh. And then leave them in the pan, and then the other day we had it and came down in the morning, and I'd forgotten. On it was a very rare occasion where food there was leftovers, and we hadn't sort of had that point where we both had a first portion and then sort of catch each other's eye going, do you want a little bit more? Yes, let's go and finish it off. And we hadn't, so I had a dill plate for my breakfast and it was bloody lovely. Oh, sounds so good. I saved my breakfast. It was a pre-breakfast. Yes, pre-break! Pre-break-y. Yeah, it was a little amuse-bouche. I've had a... I have a big thing with... So my other half thinks that I'm a freak for having pre-break. No, God no. At least you call it pre-breakfast. Yeah. I think half of the thing, half of my partner's offence is that he hates how often I enjoy shortening a word. But I think, I think I'll be there in about, in about a min. It's yeah, funnier yeah. than I'll be there in about a minute. I think it's more interesting to say there's a rip on the inside thigh of my trow. It's, so it's me saying, no, that was just my pre-break that offends him. Yeah. And I think if I'd gone full... That was my pre-breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He may not have had such a <laughs> response. <laughs> visceral response. But mornings are busy, and if you mm. can abbreviate a word, you'll say that's extra time. 
for that, you know, yeah. a little bit of leftover food that you're <laughs> snaff- snaffling uh, in the morning. Um, do you want some more, or should we... That was superb. I, my... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say my... I was trying to work um, out if it was my yeah. brain saying no, yes. or my stomach saying no. Sure, well, do you want to give it 15 minutes and see where we go? Should we chat for a bit? And see let's do that, let's do that, because I would I, like more. My, um, I would like more, but also my feeling is and I'm trying so hard to get a little bit better at listening to myself, yeah. that I just let myself get a bit too hungry before eating that. So, was so starving that I've I've really thrown it in. <laughs> and I won't know whether I'm actually, f- like... Also, I think I think that's one of the things with being a salt monster for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that I will want more salt. Of course I want more, more salt. salt. It makes me want more of the whole thing. I want another vehicle to get salt in my body. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I had... Um, you know, I, well, I'm sure we'll discuss it more, but but in terms of sort of eating and knowing limits, things like that, I will quite often have a second portion before my body... I won't let my body tell me I'm full. Yeah. Because actually, quite often, if you wait, mm-hmm. you know, it hits that, you know, your stomach, and then you go, oh, no, I am, I am satiated. I have eaten enough food. That's why I like to get it in first. Yeah. Uh, before get it my in body. before you know. Get <laughs> it in before you know. Yeah. Well, because uh-huh. I would say, well, since... I start doing this, start doing therapy, blah, 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 about eating, about binging, about listening to when you're hungry. I, and not, it's not about restricting yourself. So if I want seconds, yeah. I will have my bloody seconds. Yeah, 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 I'll have my bloody thirds. But it's, it's that thing of acknowledging since then that I, over half the seconds as I have, afterwards then I'm like, oh, yeah. it, <laughs> oh, it did, it was a bit much. <laughs> um, but the other day, uh, we'd had our dinner, as usual. When I have dinner with my partner, I have devoured it before he's taken his second mouthful. Yeah. Are oh, you a quick eater? I much quicker than him. I don't right. think I've seen. Um, it depends how mindful I'm being during the eating. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but if you've just got really hungry, especially if it's taken longer than you thought to cook, which is every meal. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he he'll faff about like with the telly, and he'll do all mm. sorts of stuff, and. I've had to let go of how annoying that is. <laughs> I'm like, I've made you, I've made this now, so please yeah. may you start. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm, exactly I'm going to start now, so please may you start yeah. now. But it's just a cruel control thing. Ultimately, you can start yeah, when yeah. you bloody like. And actually, he's eating in a much healthier way than I yeah. am. If he's savouring every mouthful and really chewing and Beth bought me really <laughs> chewing, <laughs> really properly chewing his really food, rather than it like a person. <laughs> Beth bought me a bell for Christmas. So I can ding it when food's ready. And it was sort of tongue-in-cheek. That's very funny. But but she does a thing where, yeah, I'll cook this food and I'll get it all laid out and we're ready to eat. And she'll go, I'm just going to put my pyjamas on. I'm like... Do you wait for her? Yes. Good boy. Yes. The other thing I was thinking when you were saying about seconds and thirds, what I realised recently in an effort to sort of say, oh, you don't need seconds and thirds, it's just to have a bigger first <laughs> That's exactly. Well, then, well then, let's be, yeah. Let's be honest about the context here. I'm not having seconds because my first was dainty. Exactly, yeah. it, was, exactly. it was generally obscene. It's also. It was generally probably if you're going to weigh stuff out. It's like yeah, portion control when I'm when I don't know if you get this when I'm cooking. I, you know, I remember a while ago someone got me one of those presents where you go thanks for that, and it was one of those uh, a measuring contraption. It's just a piece of wood with three holes in it, and it tells you how much pasta you need for one person, two person, three person. Oh, really? And you sort of pop it through, you know, and you go, that's pasta for two people. And you look at it and go, I'll just double that. Yeah. And then you cook it, and you go, there's no way that much spaghetti is going to feed two people. No. Then you cook it and go, oh, yeah, those, it, it was right. Would have been the, fine. the machine was right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but because then if the food's there, I, the thought of throwing it away 
Yeah. You, and I think you mentioned this with Dashling. I think some of that, 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 that luxury of throwing food away is awful. So yeah. I, I just, luckily we've got a dog, so he will eat some leftovers, but I, I'm just like, it's cooked and it's ready and yeah. it's there, so just eat it. It's tricky, isn't it, as well? I remember um, my cousin, one of my very thin cousins, <laughs> saying to me once and being really like, but then thinking about it again, well, it's exactly true. But if, you, if you're carrying on eating something beyond the point where you're full, uh, it, it, that is the equivalent of throwing in a bin. Yeah, no, I've never one. thought about it like that, but it's like, no. oh yeah, I suppose if it, yeah. if you're reading the book, but I mean, bore off. Well, my partner and I were having dinner the other night, and I finished before him to finish that story from earlier. I finished before him by miles, which always happens, but that would happen with me eating at my most slow and mindful. Not that I always do that, but <laughs> I'd finished and it like I was like, don't go and get seconds yet, yeah. just wait. And like he finished, so we're talking half an hour later, and then another 15 minutes, and I was like, I felt like dancing. I was like, I'm still hungry. It turns out I am still hungry. Right. I'm having seconds. <laughs> I was so happy that, that it sort of proved some of the seconds is right that yeah. I preempted. But I think also, there's got to be so many things at play, and that's why I think it's probably going to take mm. me years if I ever get to learn when I'm really hungry. It, so because now, I the, in my last therapy that I had, my therapist said, and was that body hunger or was that like mind hunger or emotional yeah. hunger? And I was like, don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even really know if I'm definitely hungry yet. All I know is if I leave it too long, when I go to eat, I feel like a... I feel like an animal mm. who's like desperate. So that must be really too hungry. Or do I just love food that much? Well, I think it's. I feel like you're. Well, Jess. Um, it's, <laughs> yeah. um, but I think I think it's interesting because uh, you know it's something that I struggle with as well. And I think that one of the issues is those two things are not mutually exclusive. No. You, you can't. Just, you, sometimes you can't distinguish between the two. There, there are a few examples definitely where I know I'm full, and yet I will go and eat something to fill a hole or to distract me or to give me a sugar hit, whatever it is yeah. to distract how I'm feeling my head. No, I'm an emotion. Yeah, this yeah, exactly. tends to be it. Oh, completely. I, I certainly, I, I mean, I use food to comfort and punish. You yeah. know, those those are two things which, which I, you know, in, in thinking about doing this, I thought that those are definitely two things I'm guilty of. But there are so many times, because you need to eat three times a day. At and, least. And... More than three times a day, I can quite often feel like shit. So it's yeah, like, yeah, either, yeah. how do you distinguish between between the two? Well, also I find, for me, eating too emotionally numb is not... Um, I don't just want to numb negative emotions. Yeah, yeah, of course. I also yeah, yeah. feel inclined, after a big adrenaline high, yeah, yeah. mainly to drink alcohol, yeah. but I know that that would... The equivalent... I'd get the equivalent numbing from a takeaway. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, Hotels alone post gig. Oh, oh, damn! <laughs> it's either a bottle of wine or a takeaway, or right. two people's takeaways, or whatever. But that's what you're in. But but now you now I'm trying to hear the voice asking for that. You go, well, why are you asking for that? But that's I'm not sad. There's no right. anxiety there. Okay, that's relief, adrenaline. That's I want to I want to just get chipped back into a normal emotional spectrum by it, numbed back into somewhere right. that I can. F- a, a sort of contentment so it's not even just the and I definitely if there's been something that I, I'm upset about or anxious about or whatever then I definitely but then I don't know I feel like we're very attuned to when we're having a negative time yeah to survive yeah that's as true. creatures so we hear that negative and say so we're almost once you are a bit self-aware start listening to the to the to the demands you ask of yourself to to do yourself harm yeah in various ways 
But when you're having a great time and you hear those demands, yeah, it's yeah. like, what? <laughs> my favourite one ever was um, just mild relief. <laughs> when she's just, you know, the point of this sort of therapy is to look at the emotions that make you want to eat when you're not hungry. Yeah. I once just got, I finished a couple of meetings and recording things in a day. Phew, cake. lovely. No, got a text message saying whatever my evening thing was was cancelled. Right. right. Joyful, like yeah, yeah. skipping with joy. Thinking, I get home three hours earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. than I thought, and I genuinely in that in that just ah, oh, I thought, should I get a burrito before I go home and have dinner? <laughs> And I couldn't, I just had to stop. It was on Regent Street. I just had to stop in my tracks and go, did my inner voice just ask me for a burrito out of my, to numb the emotion, the extreme emotion of mild relief. And when, I, when I've been at my absolute lowest, like in a, in a really bad way, I, I, I have sort of starved myself or just not, I, like not even be able to eat. But that's really rare. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's when, because my and what weight. what sort of lowest? Are we up for talking about that? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. Um, well, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I had when I, I suppose what leads into this. I, I had a so I have a yearly checkup at right. the GP because of um, I'm on some long term medication for I think my actual diagnosis is bipolar. So right. Um, and as part of that, I get weighed every year. And it was <laughs> this year, I, I'm nearly a, like by my BMI defined as obese, right? Which yeah. is, oh, I definitely am. But it was interesting seeing because she said, you know, she sort of swiveled the monitor over. To <laughs> oh me. God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I saw year on year, and I know that the years that I've been really unwell, there was an incident in 2013 when I was really, really, really unwell, and sort of under the care of a psychiatric team and all the rest of it, and my weight pl- like went really low there. But then you can see, as I started to recover, to around 2014, 15-ish, I went a... Uh, up to the other two yeah. I think the heaviest I'd ever been um, but I, I, I sort of balanced out a bit now but um, but yeah I was, I was thinking about what you were saying before as well in terms of that notion of, of eating to both sort of uh, we, uh, both um, ends of that emotional spectrum but what's interesting is if, if things are going well like you say if you've got that adrenaline you've had a good gig I always it, for me it's like a reward it's like well yeah. done you've done well yeah, yeah, you yeah. treat yourself to that kebab or whatever it is but if I'm low as well, it'll be it'll be like a comfort thing. Yeah. But interesting, those scenarios, I never go. Oh God, I'm feeling really low. I think I'll have a salad. You know, it's, it's like yeah. the food that that I'm I'll gradiate towards is always unhealthy. I think. Yeah. A bag of Maltesers, bag of minstrels, one bowl. Yeah, <laughs> it's party boy. time in Hal House. Oh, yeah, Hal. That, that's one of our Beth and mine's little treats. Bag of Maltesers. Oh, for like, both of you, my heart just sang. <laughs> what a brilliant treat. But what, what's interesting, again, going back to what, what we were saying about the speed of eating, is that we'll quite often, uh, well, you know, it's not so far, I'll go, oh, shit, shit. Should we, should we go for the bowl of the minstrels and Maltesers? <laughs> One occasionally we've gone left field and got peanut M and M's. Big Ooh. mistake, big mistake. So anyway, we'll go, I'll, I'll go to say, please get him, and then I'll sit with two bowls. One for Beth, one for Hal, one for Beth, two for Hal, one for Beth. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll bring in these little bowls. So you've got them both, and Beth will have her, and I'll have my bowl. And after about ten minutes, I've still got. I'm going to say seventy five percent of mine. Yes. But it's like every single one. Twelve grandma with You'd a sharp nibbled like Beth a hamster. Oh, I lost Beth. <laughs> and then she looks at mine. Was there in somewhere kind of... in her bowl a little bit of dill? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
I'd, uh, I'd infused her Maltesers oh. with dill. But she didn't know until she listens to this podcast. The only reason you were managing to be so dainty is you'd already taken more than your fair quaffing I... during the bowling. I think it is ample reward for me going out to Sainsbury's. If you were the the hunter gatherer. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Up to 25 yards away from our residence. (laughs) (laughs) And can I make you a drink of anything? I would love a drink. I would absolutely love a drink. Um, Coffee? uh, Should we have some coffee? Let's have some uh, coffee. Should we have a nice coffee? That would be really nice, yeah. That's a really nice idea, isn't it? Can you sniff this chocolate, this, um, this, this, yeah. this coffee bean, this coffee yeah. you bought me? It smells of chocolate. It is it a chocolate tea, isn't it? Lovely, nutty, nutty, chocolatey. It's so light and golden looking. I've been... Yeah, so Usburn, I'll give them a shout out because they're lovely, lovely people who run Usburn it. It's the Usburn Coffee Company oh, and I get man. a kilo of beans from there. Well, um, I'll put a link to their stuff be, on, sure them, on the podcast notes for this episode. Incredible. Let's let that coffee brew up and let's... And then we've got Pud Pud. <laughs> we'll have Pud with our coffee, shall we? Um, I wouldn't coffee. mind warming it in the oven because it yeah, is sure. a few days on? old. It's one of the only times I've actually ever cooked a recipe and it's looked like, you know, the picture. Wow. There <gasps> we go. Oh my God, it looks amazing. Oh yes! Look at that and the beautiful ribbon. You're you've done lots of travels and adventures, and I know you've been to Africa because of your forthcoming Edinburgh show. Uh, but tell me about things you've eaten overseas, and tell me like what's the weirdest thing you ever ate? Okay, so the weirdest t- the, I think the two weirdest things I've ever eaten, and both of them have been in situations where there's been a sort of cultural obligation to do so because it's been very generously provided okay. for us. Um, so in Africa, in Africa there was they, they eat sort of roast. Um, Where in Africa were you? Uh, I was in Uganda. Uh-huh. So little, like they're almost like not locusts. I'll have to Google what it is because I've looked it up recently. But they roast these like sort of locusty things, and you just buy them like in a pick wow. and mix in the market. And once you've got over kind of the fact they look at you as you're about to put them in your insects, mouth. Insects, yeah, basically. Like insects, yeah, but with a like... big body like a locust. Mm, I'd say about that big-ish. And the legs still on. Yeah, it's a whole thing. whole yeah. thing roasted. But they're really nice. They sort of salt them and, you know, they're just like little crispy protein really? things. Delicious. Just like having a roast broad bean. Exactly. But exactly. Or, or like these. Yeah. <laughs> they're like a bit more crunchy texture. They, they, so that was weird, but it wasn't necessarily unpleasant. But then we did a tour. We went down to... When we were in South Africa, we did a kind of tour of the township. And there, there was some much more kind of obvious bug larvae sort of things, Whoa. which were... You had to eat... Because it was like... It's one of the situations like, this is what these people eat. And they put yeah. it on for you because you're coming round. Yeah. Unless it's some cruel joke where they go, I've got some Westerners coming round. Let's make them eat all the shitty bugs. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love that. Let's give but, these... <laughs> Let's give these... <laughs> Dicks, the bloody monkey's brains. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But there, I remember there was an American couple on the tour who were like, oh my God, I'm not eating that. And I was like, fucking just, like, close your eyes, just pretend to enjoy it. Out of, yeah. You know what I mean? Show a bit of respect. So that that was a bit odd. Then um, I went to Oman to work on a documentary about camel racing. And we lived with these wow. Bedouins. It was amazing. Wow. And as part of that, there was one morning where... Um, I was sort of employed as like the equivalent of like a first AD sort of production manager but what it transpired was go and make them laugh yeah. like dance around and be an idiot and they'll find you funny and then they'll agree to stuff that sounds really manipulative and it wasn't at all but yeah. genuinely they wanted a relationship forged so they trusted us and all the rest yeah. of it but that involved me 
uh, dancing on. And it also involved us getting into very odd scrapes, like a Bedouin guy trying to buy the woman who was directing it. It was a husband and wife team who went out there and he tried to sort of buy this guy. He took us out into the middle of the desert and got a gun out and started <gasps> shooting it. Because you have these like tea and coffee rituals. So he said, we're going for tea in the desert. And you have this really ridiculously strong tea or coffee. Yeah. The coffee's got cardamom in and the tea's like mm. sickly sweet. And you have it in like a, like a little egg cup. Right, but um, then you go and shoot in the desert. But then he whipped out a gun and started <gasps> shooting it. We were like, oh. Anyway, never go for coffee or tea in the desert never, in Oman. Never. What was he doing? Trying to buy... The man, the woman. The woman. He wanted, he wanted to yeah, buy the man's wife. Yeah. <gasps> to have as have as a wife yeah, for him. Yeah, like Papa Lazarus. A little bit awkward, but then as to the point of the story. Tea and guns. At about five, half five in the morning, I was in my sort of tent thing, and he came, woke me up, come on, come on, come and didn't sort of was very unclear about what exactly was going on, and so I got in his jeep and we drove out in the middle of nowhere, and um, he made me sit on a camel while he killed it. Uh, because it was a big feast, it was, uh, there was a feast happening, there was visiting relatives, and so we had to kill oh, his cops. So it was horrible, it wasn't it. a pleasant experience at all. It um, wasn't ill? No, 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 God, no, no, quite the opposite. <laughs> uh, um, but this was just... I, mean, well, I guess that's part of the course, that's just, the, they're just, it's just a farmer butchering uh, It would have been nice if animal. I was giving a little bit of notice as to what yeah. I'd be involved What, did he shoot it in the head? No, do you want to know? Yeah. Let's sort of slit his throat. I, it was very quick, yeah. but... And were you on its back? I was sort of sat on its back holding it, restraining oh, wow. it. Wow. It wasn't do you nice. know? Do you think that would have like really prepared you for if you were ever stuck on an island? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like could that get something of, in a headlock. I could get a parrot in a headlock. you think you probably could break a parrot's neck? <laughs> no, I couldn't. I couldn't really? do that bit. I'm, I don't think so. I think <laughs> if you've held a camel like... down... <laughs> yeah, but while I, a, a, It was the act of... Tea and guns has slit its throat. <laughs> I could maybe ring a parrot... I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't a nice experience, and it's not something I'm particularly proud of. Oh no, no, no! But you're then, not bragging. But then my, my, my <laughs> I asked you what the weirdest thing you've ever eaten <laughs> yeah. is, and it's led to quite a few <laughs> yeah, harrowing memories cropping back up. <laughs> the part of the fact that we were involved in its demise. Yeah. Um, we were then invited to this feast where the men, I hate to say it, but yeah. the men, their, their sort of reward for doing this is to eat the fat, just chunks of camel fat. Cooked? Yeah. I'm going to say sort of cooked, yeah. But it was, that yeah. was, yeah. I mean, the face you're pulling is oh. the face I pulled. If you could see Jess's face, it's it's literally the face you would have seen. I feel quite nauseous nice. about It wasn't that. nice, it wasn't nice. The meat's really nice, and the milk's really nice, like, the, really? the proper meat, but it was, like, just chunks of fat, and again, What's I think it was... What's the meat like compared to the meat people would know? I'm not going to say, really. everyone says, it's like chicken. Is it like chicken? I'd say it was more sort of lamby, veely, maybe, right, that sort of right, thing. Right, 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 It's really tasty, it's, it's, it's very nice, but the fat, but the fat just chunks, fat. chunks of it, and they kept giving you more and more. Again, I don't know if this was an example of them because oh, they the thought it was it funny. Actually put like a shot of acid sorry, up my chest. So sorry, I have got some uh, some antacid. We're about to have an amazing pudding, which will take my mind off it Good. in okay. seconds. Okay. Uh, so yeah, those those are probably the examples of the strangest things I've eaten. That is the most incredible <laughs> answer. Say scrum diddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. Growing up, we were part of the Suma Whole Food Cooperative. Oh my God, what is that? Okay, for those. Do you want oat milk with your coffee? I would love oat milk with my coffee. Suma. Suma Whole Food Cooperative. So it was. 
essentially middle class people bulk buying lentils. So what would happen is a, a form would go round all the people who's, who are involved, and so we'd order, we'd say what well, we want, we want, I don't know, 250 grams of lentils, and we want uh, X, Y, and Z, and then someone who is in charge, the treasurer, very a position of a lot of power, as you can imagine, would sort of work out the total amount, so there'd be dried bananas, or, or whatever banana chips are that. Yeah. So say that our combined collective order was like, three kilos of banana chips then they would order three kilos of banana chips then it would be delivered on a set date everyone would congregate at the house and you would have a way out where you'd get, you'd divvy it up and it was a cheaper way of buying food but they were what also happens in um, the middle class <laughs> well no I was going to say what are those oh god what they call the begin with K in Israel kibbutz kibbutz is that what happens in, in, in actual big whole communes I guess it might be I don't. I don't know. Um, I'm going to yeah. let you pour your own oats. Yeah, of course. That's <coughs> fascinating. But it, but the funny thing about them, at, at these yeah. wayouts, there was always petition. Yeah. To the host, whoever was hosting it, there was a competition to see who could have prepared the most sort of right on and amazing uh, things to go with it. So, you know, you'd be the wayout, and someone say, "Well, I've I've just made some, you know, spelled and date flapjacks for everyone to nibble on while we waste the fowl." And my mum got so pissed off with it. This sort of trying to outdo each other. There was one month she went, "I'm going to buy a Battenberg just to see the looks on their fucking oh, face." Claire, I didn't think I could love you more. Will you be offended if I use the bottom end of my curry fork? To no, stir, or yeah. I can get you a teaspoon. No, no, don't be. Offended. I've made this coffee quite weak. That's fine. That's fine. It smells so it's good. That is fascinating. What a fabulous way to grow up. But did you obviously you had other food as well? Growing mm. up, right. So food growing up <clears throat> was was a big thing. Um, I have sort of checked with my mum if we can talk about this, and she's she's okay with it. But my mum grew up with eating disorders. Okay. Um, I were think, you aware of them when you were a kid? Well, I think subconsciously we probably were. I think when she was at university, her dad died when she was eight, and I think that her. her the sort of trauma was manifested yeah. eating as it is for a lot of people so I think she was sort of anorexic when she was a bit younger and then probably when we were growing up more bulimic and her anxieties around food were put onto us so she was very controlling around food around what we were and weren't allowed and like all these things I think she had the best intentions of course but it backfired spectacularly right so there was certainly an age where we weren't allowed any sweets at all, nothing sugary, nothing like that. Everything was sort of homemade. And I mean, the irony is, looking back, we were really lucky in what we had, but there wasn't enough balance to go, okay, it's Friday, let's get some pizzas. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So everything was cooked from scratch. There was lots of things we had, like, we, we didn't have You chocolate. were lucky in the sense that you had such nutritionally balanced yeah, completely. Diets. Yeah, yeah. But again, it wouldn't have hurt just to offset it a little bit. So instead of chocolate, we had carob. I remember we had, we what had, is carob? Is that what's in Caramax? No, quite the opposite. I think right. Caramax is sugar and God knows where it gets that colour from. But carob, I, again... I, it's I, sugar and brown. <laughs> yeah, sugar and brown stuff. Carob is naturally sweeter than cocoa powder, but it can't compete with the flavour of chocolate. And I can attest to that. <laughs> um, it's a tropical pod that contains a sweet edible pulp and inedible seeds. After drying, the pulp is roasted and ground into a powder that resembles, resembles cocoa powder. But I remember getting it almost as a sort of chocolate form. Right. And it wasn't very nice. It wasn't very sweet. Just wasn't going to uh, cut, cut the mustard. We weren't allowed mustard. <laughs> no, we weren't. We weren't. We were um, mustard. So we had things like that. Uh, I remember there was a point my sister and I managed to negotiate. some tense negotiations. We managed to negotiate a 20p 
every Saturday we'll have 20p sweet money. So we were allowed, to, you know, on Saturday we'd have our 20 pence, we'd go into the sweet shop, and this is probably 19 90-ish. So you could get a fair bit for your money. Uh, and so we'd we'd have our sweet money to spend. Um, but it meant that the, the, by virtue of not having any sweet stuff growing up, it meant that I would I would quaff and sneak down the middle of the night and kind of binge eat. Right. So I'd, I'd, I'd eat things like icing and marzipan because it was sweet. Just anything with sugar. <laughs> anything with sugar in. There was occasionally a thing of digestive biscuits. I very vividly remember like a, a, like a metal tin of digestives and I'd get sort of seven or eight of them. And then go and lie in my crummy bed, playing <laughs> Sega, my Sega Game Boy or whatever thing, and uh, uh, Mega Drive. Yes, yeah, Sega Mega Drive. That's it. Did you have a Mega Drive? I had a Mega Drive. I think no, my sister had a Mega Drive. I had the handheld equivalent of the Nintendo Game Boy, and it was called a Game Gear. I want to call it. And there was a point where you could get a TV adapter, so you <gasps> plugged it in, and it had an aerial that was about four metres long, and, I, and you I had this tiny little. Just imagine you playing that in bed with your <laughs> marzipan. <laughs> Oh, how what a joyous picture! Do you know I almost had the opposite? It reminds that makes me think of my nana. Like whenever my cousins were with my nana and I, cousins and I were with my nana, which we were quite a bit uh, as kids. We would ask for treats, and it just wasn't. It didn't compute. Mm. Our granddad was diabetic, so we never there wasn't ever any sugar in. Okay. And we would make do with tunes, those cough sweets, and we would constantly be saying. Oh, God. <laughs> May I have five tunes? <laughs> Just for that <laughs> bit of sugar. But um, I had the opposite in that I had a mum that desperately tried to give me... She would have given me sugar as treats, but my right. dad was just a feeder with really? shit. Yeah, right. absolute shit upon shit upon shit upon shit. Can't get enough of that shit. Have some more shit, have some more shit, have some more shit, have some more shit. Aren't fat people disgusting? Have some more shit, have some more shit. It's just bonkers. To send out to you. But now he has got his dream scenario with my siblings because they're very young. They're 18 and 15. But um, they've got like, obviously different mum, but they've got like avatar bodies. They're really tall and lean. And I don't think, I genuinely don't think it's in their dynamic to be ever. over. I mean, maybe, you know, middle age, they might spread a tiny bit, but they're both like, it's so alien-like and gorgeous, and yeah. but they eat tons and tons of shit constantly. Right. So he's in heaven because he oh, gets well, to feed, feed, yeah, feed, yeah, yeah. crap, crap, crap. World, but then never the shame of them looking like they've eaten that. I remember going to my my dad's mum's, and it, like your, it wasn't as bad as your tunes, like but yeah, just, just butter it on, on like butter. butter on. It's like a spiced spiced butter. Uh, so yeah, we'd have Fox's Glacier Mints. That was, which isn't far off a tune, just without the menthol yeah. properties. My dad was did not have the same things about food. Right. And I remember we would he would take us on these canal boat holidays, and we'd uh, we'd go to the shops to do a shop for it, and he'd just go, just get what you want. He just wouldn't question it. Just and so we used to buy squirty cream. <sighs> And I remember making uh, hot chocolate with squirty cream and you'd go yeah. huge thing of squirty cream and then just inhale the squirty cream, top her up, just top her up. <laughs> just keep topping her up. Yeah. Is that up. the noise of the squirty cream? He was, he was very oh, good tolerant. noise, do it again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then we'd, uh, bring back memories from we'd sit on the front of the canal. What we discovered is that because he was driving the canal boat, he was tethered to the rudder, so to speak. Yeah. So we'd go to the front of the boat smoke a big joint and the weed smoke would just go over the back of the boat so he'd be just, I mean he knew what we were up to yeah. but um, but yeah then we'd just eat loads of squirty cream that was how we'd sort of fantastic and then there was a point later on that our parents split up <laughs> where the diet went out the window and we'd get things like do you remember fries to go fries to go 
Because they were microwavable chips, but they'd come in individual. Each chip came in its individual. Oh yeah, like the boxes. It was incredible. The little just, boxes, yeah, yeah. portions of chips that you but put in the microwave. Every chip had its own individual little. No, I don't remember to rest that. in like almost like a honeycomb. That's how, like a mesh. That's how I remember. Whoa! It. Each chip had its own nest. Fries to go. I used to love microwave those microwavable chips. That was I've completely forgotten about those. That was a real school era thing where we have microwavable chips, and then sometimes it's Chicago. I wrote down in my notes for this French bread pizzas just molten filthy <laughs> dirty sloppy and you look at the packet and think this mm. is gonna and then it's like oh, hallelujah hallelujah oh my god I, I my hope they still exist I haven't had one for I don't think I've had one as a fully grown adult my and version I, need I did one. a homemade version of my French bread pizza which I used to make oh which was god. like a part baked baguette and then it would be a pepper army cut up into bits mm-hmm. and baby bells and roast that. Oh. But I remember we had a grill at home and I was left to my own devices and I made one of these Hal's <laughs> customised Pepperami and baby bell pieces. Wow. And I left it unattended and it set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I remember coming and flames just licking out this thing. Oh no. Because of how much <laughs> chemicals do you think were yeah, in that processed was, yeah. cheese and meat? Yeah. So I'm about to have a massive bite of this. So it's ruby tando. Ruby tando, and it's a pear, pear. cardamom, and walnut cake. Oh my god! With a it spiced smells butter. amazing. Mm. Wow. Mm. Oh my god! I think this is one of the only times I've cooked a recipe, and what I what came out looks like the picture. Mmm. Shit, that's amazing. That's and it's so rye good. Flour. So it's dark rye flour, mm. so it's like a sort of... bit nuttier. Yeah, a bit nuttier. A bit more like a sort of... Nutty. Like a banana loaf or something rather than a cake. It is like a loaf. And this, what's in the spiced butter? I love walnuts. So spiced butter is uh, ground ginger, cinnamon, some more crushed up cardamom pods. Um, so a bit of cardamom, then quite a lot of... Well, not quite a lot. You'll like it. A lot of salt in there. Oh, I wonder. I love it. <laughs> It's crispy edged. It's so perfect, the texture in the middle. It is really wholesome and it's not too sweet, which is right up my alley, really. <coughs> not a sugar, a sickly person at all. This and it, is was, ideal. it was disgustingly easy to make. It's good, perfectly with mm. the coffee as well. Um, cheers. Cheers, my dear. This is the tits. Cheers. This is bloody coffee. delicious. People should cheers coffee they more. They should cheers they? coffee more. Do you know, I didn't think anything of it. I just did that, didn't I? It's I have only my two year old to blame. <laughs> He gets every vessel with anything in it. I go, right. Cheers! <laughs> I like that. Um, so you have got a baby daughter. I do, yes. Beautiful. She's one, is that right? She was one in February, yeah. Mm-hmm. In the scheme of her life, though, she's been one for ages. Yeah. And tell me about feeding her and food with her. Has that been a joy so far? Or has it been simple so far, complicated? It has been all of those things. How much of a <clears throat> wanker are you allowing yourself to be in terms of what she eats? At the moment, I'm going to say massively. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I, it's, <laughs> it's funny, I can... I need to, there aren't any people who I could phrase that question to. It's exactly as I wrote it in my notes. How much of a wanker are you being at the moment about feeding her how? Um, I can feel that it's starting to slip. Right, fine. So, um, <laughs> fine. Yeah, fine. The, the joyful side to it was was cooking for her. Mm-hmm. Like that's been really nice because it does sort of reignite mm. your cooking and you get excited about yeah. what you can make for her. Oh, um, and when they do eat it, if they're a oh, kid that eats what you've made, that's just oh, 
and the joy she sick. loves food she's mm. a good eater which is which is but she's well and now she's at a point which is really nice which is she pretty much eats what we do so you're not kind of cooking two Extra different loads of stuff, stuff and no salt and from the out from relatively early on we were quite keen um that she fed herself rather than being spoon fed mm. Not out of any sort of, you know, belief of this is what this, she should explore it herself. More because we're a couple of lazy bastards. And, <laughs> and, and I quite like that thing of just chucking stuff at her yeah. <laughs> like a caged animal. <laughs> oh, but I mean, it is helpful. If you have exactly the same boat, it's, it's called baby led weaning. And there yeah. are people, there are advocates of it who go, you know, turn it up to 12 yeah, yeah, as yeah. per with everything and yeah. they're like no you know you mustn't give a spoon and you're like oh, oh god yeah, they're one they're not going to peel an orange you prick I playing with knives yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not sharp ones just a butter knife but, but the idea I think I think that there's obviously there's a happy middle ground right yeah, yeah. where you're like I don't want to I'm never going to be that guy that picks yeah. the pith off this for you no 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 fuck that I, I, so I also wouldn't mind it if you can hold your own yeah banana well, there was a point when you know, like we were peeling a pear. I was like, "She just eat pear, pears." And I'm not. It's funny. I don't. I'm not really paranoid about her choking. No, because it seems like she's got quite a good gag reflex. Yeah, a yeah. few times she loves, um, which you call mini oranges because we're idiots. But yeah. like a clementine, whatever like yeah. that. She's obsessed with them. And a few times you can see she's gone. Bleh, and yeah. she's quite a good aim. She's <laughs> hey! a banana. She's obsessed with, yeah. uh, which is interesting because my dad always says, apparently when I was little, she would say. Uh, there was no, there's no problem in the world. My dad doesn't talk like that, but this is the voice I put on for him. There was no problem in the world with Hal that couldn't be solved with half a banana, unless Aww. it was a really big problem and it was a whole banana. <laughs> <laughs> I realise how full I am. Can I have a bit more of your cake? Yes, I, I was Thank just you, thinking. Yeah. I hope you offer me yeah. more cake because I'd like to yeah. more cake. Um, oh, do you want the crusty end? Oh, let's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you want Should half. Yeah, cut it that way. Come on, so Jimmy. Get a bit of crusty end. Yeah. Oh, I want to tell you a story about the ice cream and then I promise okay. I think that's the last thing. Go for it. Um, so as part of growing up, I remember one one time we went for a walk on the beach and we managed to convince my mum that, that could we have an ice cream. And you could see she wasn't overly keen on the idea, but eventually went, okay, okay, you can have an ice cream. So we got in the queue for this ice cream van, just edging ever closer, deciding what we're going to have, what we're going to have. They had, did, do you have monkey's blood down here? Or is that a northeast thing? That's Raspberry Ripple. Yeah, Raspberry Ripple. I only know that because of Sarah Millican telling me it. Monkey's blood! <laughs> yeah. But we don't have that down here. Yeah, okay. No. So we, we were, anyway, we're there, you know, should we get a, a, a flake? Should we get this? And we got to the front of the queue. I'm just so excited. And then all of a sudden, Mum just whisked me and my sister, just whoosh, you know, walked away. <gasps> she changed her no, mind. No, thank you. No, no, we just walked away. And we were like, the fuck? I thought it changed her mind. We were like, Mum, what's going on? Why can we have the ice cream? She went, he had dirty hands. <gasps> And that was it. So no ice cream because the man had dirty hands. I mean, I'm sure they were dirty, but I would have licked the ice cream off his filthy little hands. <laughs> I've licked that we've, ice cream we've, we've, from under his black nails. We've run out of cones. Do you just want to suck it out of my palm? Yes, please. <laughs> no. He has a kid you don't care. And also, some of that stuff probably sturdies you up a bit, you know, yeah. in the immune system. Here's your scenario. Someone you know is considering calling their baby Brexit. (laughs) 
and you and only you have the power to stop them. Weirdly, the only way you can do it, though, is by completing a Tough Mudder competition for charity. And then the parent, ill or eccentric, has promised that they will calm down and just call them Gina. You doing this in the long term means that Gina has the confidence and kindness of mind to be able to grow up and invent the first ever cheap printer ink cartridge. But in the short term, you're just a hero for doing this. You complete it, you do it, you're a superstar, you're pooped, you're allowed a shower, but you're totally whomped and you're starving. You're the most deserving you've ever been of an almighty feast. Where are you going? Who with? And what are you have? I'm the stupid things. I've known this question's coming. And st- I've just gone round and round and round because the location, interestingly, isn't one that I think is, is the hardest one because the place, like this place where I love, I love the food in France. I'd love to go to France to have it. But the food, do you know what? Sod it. We're going to go to France, but we're not going to eat that much French food, which is weird because I love French food. But the, the, the food I've thought that I want for this meal uh, isn't necessarily French. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe claw some in. Uh, crowbar some in even um, and again you feel the tricky thing about eating uh, about the company is that you feel like of course I should say Bear of course I should I could not invite Bear yeah, yeah. and it's not uh, you know it's not, I don't want it to be this sort of you know, mawkish like oh it's going to love each other but our relationship so much of our relationship is around food and whenever we go on holiday, yeah. occasionally we've gone on holiday because of food. Like we've gone, where should we go? Where's got good food? Where have we seen, um, you know, That's that the food's cool. nice? Any holiday we go on, we'll we'll look at places we can go and eat. Love you know, it. like that. We when we watch the trip, the Steve Gooden thing, we've yeah. been to almost every restaurant on there. Yeah. Like it's our little treat. So it's, it's Beth and I. Juno can come along too as a little treat. Our daughter and um, very kind. I wouldn't bring Rudy. Really. Yeah. Well, she's at an age where I think she'd be quite good fun. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I mean, when she's if she doesn't half, make you I might rush, change it. Yeah. I think Rudy, uh, Rudy makes me rush. Oh, well, I tell you what, my mum and sister can come, okay. and my stepdad because oh, they fine. love. Then you won't you know, because they rush. can look yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. We might put them on a table slightly fine. left. So in terms of what we're going to eat, what are we going to eat? Okay. We're going to start with some nibbles of this sort of ilk. Nice. Maybe like meats and cheeses, something like that. Really okay. good French Comte or Manchego, mm. things like that. Um, good olives, you know, the Nocella the olives, the, the really green ones. Green yeah, ones. Or, or, or buttery, they're like <gasps> buttery olives. So we'll have some of those. Then starter, we're going to have toast. Yes, I fucking love toast. I really live off toast. Okay, lots of toast. Just butter, toast, buttered toast. But like, like a one-to-one ratio yes. of butter yes. to toast. And we'll have, we'll have a spread. I've got like a, a love marmite, love peanut butter. My mum does a homemade marmalade, which I was going to bring you some, but it was only half a jar, and I thought that's just insulting. But next time I'm down, I'll bring you some of my mum's marmalade, which is great. Just toast. There used to be a there used to be a cafe in. Is it Clapham, I think, that was just called Toast? And you right. went in and you got your own... You went up to the counter, you got your own jewel toaster, took it to the table, there was a big shelf full of... Then you go and pick your own bread. And it was. A, I think it's closed down, but it's genius. So starter, Fantastic. we're having toast. Nice. That's it, just rounds Glorious. of toast. Glorious toast. All sorts of different breads. There's a sweet potato and rosemary bread that <gasps> I get from a baker in Newcastle. Oh, my word. So that's toast. Then... Main course. So that's toast. <laughs> that's toast. Main course. Oh God, I love pizza, but I think it's going to have to be a Lebanese mm-hmm. sort of buffet. So okay. like, talk me through it. Grilled lamb. Oh. Bit of shawarma lamb. Right. What's um, that? So shawarma, like lamb shawarma, you know, On just a like stick. Yeah, no, it's not. No, that's uh, shawarma. What's the old 
what's the one my stick looks like because we're having that as well and I should know this I can't think what it's called uh, I could just look it up yeah. but yeah yeah one of those yeah oh, why is it constantly like it like lamb shawarma is like the lamb that's it's been cooked together kind of on a kebab thing and you just cut it off oh right like, like the, the like the dog, like the giant dog or the, the elephant's elephant, leg not the elephant's leg <laughs> I've never heard it's... elephant's leg no it's like that but it's just layers it's just layers, thin layers. and if like it's well cooked right. so you get it in lots of little bits right flatbreads mm. so many Lebanese flatbreads mm. just like puffy Oily. soft yeah yeah mm, and then dips hummus beiruti so like the slightly spicier hummus mutabal which is the one thing I was going to cook here and I didn't but like a smoky aubergine paste rice with vermicelli and whole cardamom pods in cinnamon Mm. and uh, a really nice like Israeli style salad so like quite a herby salad loads of fresh crunch Um, a good chilli sauce proper chilli sauce chunk that's been homemade chunky and a good garlicky sauce as well I don't think you can be like for that for that for a kebab it's Mm. all about how yeah yeah smoky and powerful and yeah. chunky and yeah. tomatoey that chilli yeah. sauce and a charcoal like lamb on charcoal so you get that I know you're vegetarian but uh, but that and halloumi yeah halloumi's in there for the buffet um, <laughs> so yeah uh, it's funny Sounds Beth and I when we get incredible. a the garlic sauce is so garlicky we have occasionally considered separate beds because <gasps> I will just lie next to her going <laughs> 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 it's horrific garlic break so that's it pudding wise I'm not I'm not a super sweet tooth but I'd probably go for like a really good Bakewell tart or a treacle tart okay and then clotted cream from your oh, parts oh, from gonna the, rephrase from the that from where you you know like clotted <laughs> <laughs> cream from like Devon you know like proper what's the brand West Country of, yeah West Country that really mm. thick almost like almost yeah, yeah, yellow yeah, yeah. Like, uh, do you mean the brand that's like white with a blue painted picture yeah, of a yeah, lady yeah, on it yeah, that. Um, that would be my meal. That sounds... And you are more than welcome to join us oh. via Skype. <laughs> I'm Skyping just to be tortured by the sight of that food and drink. What would you drink? Um, so we would start Aperol Spritz. Nice. I love an Aperol Spritz. That's, I don't really drink that much. Um, wine, got really into like natural wine. Have you had natural no, wine? never heard of it. So it's wine without any sulfites in. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really you can buy it off like Naked Wines, right? Com or something like that. Yeah. Really nice. Uh, that's off watching actually Bronson. He's obsessed. Right. And it's like looks cloudy. It looks like wee wee. Oh right. But it's really nice. No sulfites. And so yeah, it's that, that's really nice. I like wine. I've got wine, something I never used to drink, but I've really got into now. Right. But small amounts. I don't want yeah. to drink a lot of it. I quite like a hipstery, crafty IPA because I'm that sort of twat. Yeah, My friends have perfect. got a brewery called Northern Alchemy and they do an Asante and Marmalade IPA. Oh, that is good to die for. Um, so yeah, that's what we're drinking. And Amazing. sparkling mineral water. Oh, There you go. <laughs> and then some coffee afterwards. A little oh, a Cortado God. to finish. Just sounds perfect. Just sounds heavenly and all on a French... <laughs> We're going to go for a farm on a in Toulouse. Farm My mum's friend's got a, a place in France that she very oh. kindly lets stay in, and it's a. Yeah. Oh, I like the idea that you're picturing somewhere quite specific. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I hope that happens for you. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for anyone listening who's taking the risk of going. I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but I'm stuck with it. <laughs>
Turns out he's a bloody legend. That was the funny, absolute bloody poppet that is Hal Branson. If you hadn't heard of him yet, you will have soon. He's made lots of brilliant shorts you can find if you look up The Hot Gulp. His Twitter is at Hal Branson, H-A-L-B-R-A-N-S-O-N. And he's doing his first ever hour in Edinburgh this year. Stalk his Twitter like a hawk for when you can start snapping up tickets in advance for that. I'm Jessica Vosterkew. I'm touring a show right now called The Silence of the Nans. Details are on my Twitter, at Jessica Vosterkew. Give this podcast the five-star review it might deserve. Follow us on all social media. It's at the Hoovering Pod. If you want to email me something fascinating or even just about your disgusting sandwich like Ian did, then get in touch through my website, jessicafosterkew.com. There's a link on there. It says, tell me all your secrets. But, I mean, that's just where you get to email me. Music by the wonderful Mike Greenway. Until next time, happy Hoovering. Branch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.